week I'm going to be talking about my past jobs. It might turn into a two-parter because I've had a lot of jobs. First and foremost, I'd like to thank everyone for their feedback on the episode and uh, my best friend listened to it and I slaughtered his name so I will now forthcoming just be calling him Booba because he basically told me I should never pronounce try to pronounce his name again. So I'm sorry Booba, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for (laughs) slaughtering your name. (laughs) Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, My first official job was working at Canadian Tire. Before that, I had worked as a dishwasher at my dad's restaurant, which he has recently retired from at the age of 70. So after that, I worked at Canadian Tire. Then I had an issue balancing working and school. So I quit that job, and in the summer, I was forced to get a new job because my mom didn't like me sitting around at home. My sister never had to have a job, but for some reason, I did. So my mom went to this cafe every day called the Garden House Cafe in downtown Burlington, where I grew up, and she said that she was looking for a waitress. So I went down there with my resume and got the job on the spot, which apparently was good that I just showed up in person because according to my boss she said she wouldn't have hired me based on my resume because it was garbage (laughs) at least she was honest uh my first day I broke a lot of glasses um but I I really liked working for uh, my manager she was uh her name is Julie Steele if anyone knows her she was married to a man who was a soccer coach she actually played professional soccer at one point and she was lovely and sometimes i try to find her on uh social media but i can't seem to track her down so if anyone knows Julie Steele who owned the garden house cafe in Burlington um please tell her Emily says hello or tell her to get in contact with me Anyway, so after that, I worked at Encore Cinema, where I worked with a lot of my friends who I'm still friends with right now. And it was an awesome job because I got to see movies for free. Sometimes being the only person in the theater, I used to check on um, Gangs of New York. I knew the exact point when Daniel Day-Lewis would be throwing the knife at Cameron Diaz's head and saying, whoopsie-daisy! So I would purposely go and check the theater right at that time. Um, We would laugh at a lot of random things. Uh, It was just such a fun job. It was one of those jobs where you worked with all your friends. And it it was awesome. Like on the night of the big blackout, we went over to Miles' house and swam in his pool and it was it was so much fun. It working with all your friends is the best time ever. I just have to put that out there. And if you've never had that opportunity, I'm sorry because it's just a lot of fun. So, I worked there as well as they owned a cafe called um the Encore Cafe and they owned um a DVD rental place in Oakville and I worked at all three of those places. 
And that led me to working at Indigo Cafe. And there, uh, slowly after I was hired there, it turned into a Starbucks because I'm not sure if Chapters bought Indigo or Indigo bought Chapters. Anyway, they wanted to make them all have Starbucks in them. So they put a Starbucks in there, which was awesome because we got to keep these giant mugs. I wish I'd kept more of them. These giant coffee mugs, which are probably would hold about a venti, but they were just really awesome. I still have it. It's chipped up, but it's still really solid. And to this day, it's still my favorite coffee slash tea mug. And again, I met some amazing people there who I'm still friends with. And then after that, I decided not to get transferred when I moved to Hamilton because this was before there was a Starbucks in every corner. There was only one in Ancaster and I didn't feel like driving out there. So I got a job at the stag shop. And there working at the stag shop was so much fun. Um, They used to have these things and they were called Clitzilla and they looked like Godzilla, but they were one of those rabbits. So, So it was like a dildo that rotated and then it had like the vibrator little hook on it and if you google like rabbit vibrator you'll know what i'm talking about anyway these things are called clitzilla and we used to sort of bend because you could there's wires in these things you can bend them and we would bend them <laughs> and have races on the counter with them yeah um and we'd also handcuff uh, one hand behind our back and throw double-ended dildos at each other. Don't get hit with a double-ended dildo. Those are really painful. I'm, I just want to warn you. No double-ended dildo throwing. You, they're weapons, basically. <laughs> they should be considered weapons. Um, and then there's there was a sex swing in our store that, that hung down from the ceiling, and I used to swing in it all the time. And this was before Me Too, obviously. It was in about 2003, 2004, I think. And um, I was swinging in it and this gentleman came in and he said, you look like you're really enjoying that. I said, yes, I am. And then he grabbed my legs and pulled me towards him. These are things you like to block out in your mind. I actually had forgotten about that until now. Anyway, so I never swung on that swing after that while customers were in the store. Cool, cool. And after that, I moved to Ottawa to go to university. Uh, I had previously gone to school for television broadcasting at Mohawk, and then I decided to move to Ottawa to be near my boyfriend at the time who lived in Montreal, but we'd broken up. So I was moving to Ottawa really for no reason but to go to film study. So I went there and got a job at HMV, which you'd think would be the dream job, which Empire Records would leave you to believe, which I'm sure it was, and I'm sure it is for a lot of people. But I worked with some people who obviously didn't like me from the get-go. Well, they didn't really give me an opportunity to get to know them. And it was really uncomfortable there. So after about a month, I quit and went to Blue Notes. And when my manager asked me why I was quitting, I told them, (laughs) I told her that her employees are not very friendly people. So I moved on to Blue Notes and I loved my manager there and worked there for eight months before I moved back to Southern Ontario to Toronto to hopefully get a job at a television broadcasting company. 
So I actually first got a, I got transferred from Blue Notes. Um, my hours were garbage. So I applied for a job at Starbucks again because I love working at Starbucks. And I started working at John in Wellington, which is kitty corner to the CBC. And I'd go into more detail, but a lot of my celebrity encounters were there. So I will continue on that later on another episode anyway. So I worked at Starbucks and I loved it. But then I got a job as a tape operator at Chorus Entertainment where I worked overnight. So I worked 11 to 7. And in the beginning, it was sweet because I was like, I get to watch cartoons all day. I get to do all these different things. It's at nighttime. No one's around. But after a while, um, I got very, very depressed. Um, I was a bridesmaid for one of my childhood best friend's wedding. And I was up all night the night before because, of course, my body's used to that. And then... I was asleep in my car by 10 p.m., which isn't a lot of fun. <laughs> not, not a fun party goer over here. So I was starting to get very depressed and basically told my manager, I need to start working during the day. So I started working during the day. I did the language tracks, uh, the foreign language tracks on a lot of uh, our cartoons. We do quality control. Um, I've seen every single episode of Backyardigans. Back You Gone, the first 150 episodes. I've seen every single one. Uh, Babar. Um, oh, I can't even begin. There's so many. Grossology. Oh, I love that show so much. Splice. There's a lot of shows anyway. So I worked there for four years. And then um, I'm one of those people where if I'm not happy... I will quit my job. I've done it a few times and um, I was reminded of what a brave person I am when I listened to Brian Callen's recent album, which is called, let me just bring it up here, called Complicated Apes. And there's a song, or there's a track uh, called Soft Strengths, where he says that I know a lot of men who would get into a bar fight but aren't brave enough to quit their job that they hate. And it's very true. A lot of people will not quit jobs they hate. They're very comfortable um, with the money or um, they're stuck because they have a lot of debt that they're paying off. And it sucks to be in that situation. But unfortunately, I didn't care how much debt I was in. I quit my job and went back to Starbucks and I worked at... Uh, John and Wellington, not John and Wellington, King and Peter. And that was in a hotel. And again, a lot of celebrity encounters there that I'll talk about later. But um, when I worked there, I worked with uh, Lucas, who I talk to most every day. Uh, Mia, who's one of my best friends. Uh, Vanessa, Nicole, Tyler. I'm still friends with a lot of these people. And, and, oh, and my manager, Erica. I just... You can really bond when you have to work um, consistently with other people when it's very busy and you bond really well. And I used to leave. I have this problem. Um, I'm like Seth from Superbad where I draw cocks on everything. And I used to leave uh, cocks. We had um, 
stainless steel countertops and I would draw big veiny cocks on the countertop for whoever was coming in the next day opening up because I usually closed with Lucas. And we would do other ridiculous things like play the Nine Cat song to get people to leave because we were right in the entertainment district. So a lot of people were pre-drinking and hanging out in Starbucks because we were open till about 11 or 12. So <laughs> and the, we Lucas and I would play jokes sort of on each other. Um, I don't know if you know the song. This is my horse. My horse is amazing. Give him a lick. Mm, tastes just like raisins. Either way, you should look that song up. And uh, Lucas would put that on repeat in the back room and go get me to do dishes and say I couldn't touch the laptop or he would lock it in some way so I couldn't turn it off. Good times. To this day, I know all the lyrics to that song. Anyway, so after while I worked at that Starbucks, I also had a job at Deluxe, which is still probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had because I got to watch movies all day. Not just any movies, movies that were Oscar screeners. So we created the screeners for the Academy. We wouldn't know whose would go to who, but we worked, we got to watch a lot of movies. And this was a year of um, War Horse, Shame, um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the David Fincher one, um, Young Adult, which still to this day, I just I love that movie so much. I actually was thinking about watching it the other day. I just, I adore that movie. Uh, shout out to Jason Reitman, who's one of my favorite directors. Anyway, so I got to watch movies from start to finish all the time. It was awesome. The hardest thing was you just had to count discs. <laughs> that was the hardest part. It was it was great. Um, so that was an awesome job. And then once that was over, because it was just sort of seasonal, I went back to school to become a hairstylist. And I worked at a couple of hair salons and then went back into television and worked at DHX Media. And there I... I liked working there, but I was so severely depressed. Um, Being single in Toronto is very hard. And I had the lowest self-esteem of my life. My anxiety was awful. And I decided to move to Waterloo to go back to school for programming, which, as I've discussed before, didn't really pan out. But um, moving here, I met my husband and I've made a plethora of other friends so that's been awesome and when I tried to get a job after going to school um well first when I moved here I worked at Boathouse which is an interesting job to have I guess um I was actually really good at selling clothes at Boathouse specifically shoes um and after I worked there I got a job as a receptionist at an insurance company and I really loved working there. And honestly, when I was first hired there, I thought I would retire there. But um, things changed, but I grew in that company. I went from receptionist to technical service representative where you would um, update and input new policies for people. And then um, one day I was told I was going to our sister company where I would work for the Comprehensive Health Department. And my manager in Comprehensive Health was amazing. And Comprehensive Health covers yoga instructors, 
um, massage therapist, acupuncturist, um, any like fitness instructors, things like that. Just um, little modalities like that. And honestly, it's easy to start stereotyping people. And honestly, people, if you're a massage therapist, you're lucky they have really good insurance because we get a lot of claims with massage therapists. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, so. So rude to do that into the microphone, but whatever. So after that, I started working at another insurance company where I worked as an insurance broker and I don't know if you suffer or are aware of something called imposter syndrome but I just never felt comfortable being a full-on insurance broker. It's a very stressful job and I realized quickly that insurance brokers are about as liked as lawyers and politicians and bankers. Like it's not it's a very good job and I have tons of respect for people who can do it and do it well but I'm not that person like I could do it like I'm I did really well I met my numbers and everything but I just my anxiety and my depression just got so bad that I just couldn't do it anymore it was overwhelming me so now I have the job that I have now at a private investigation company and I love it I love being an administrative assistant. It's great. Um, the If someone were to ask me what my dream job would be, it would be probably a personal assistant because I had the most fun assisting my friend Dana, who's actually in this band called Lackluster. Go check it out. And I loved being her personal assistant and assisting her through everything. It was one of my favorite things. I'm very organized and I love it, but I've tried to apply for personal assistant jobs and it's never really panned out. And I know I could start my own company, but eh. anyway, there's a certain amount of professionalism involved in being a personal assistant and at least in this area. And I'm not that person. I have blue hair. I call people guy, bro, buddy, Um, I'm not really politically correct and eh, it probably wouldn't really work out for anyone other than with Dana. So Dana, if you ever need a personal assistant, you know I'm here and she knows that. Anyway, um, that brings us like, that's all my jobs. I thought it was going to be way longer than that, but, and they're not really that awkward. Like I've had most of my awkward experiences involved actors And people yelling at me, but at Starbucks, the motto is just say yes. So even when someone tried to pay with an arcade token, I had to accept it. Actually, that might not still be their motto, but uh, yeah, that used to be the motto is just say yes. Any other housekeeping? Um, I've been busy crocheting. My wrist clicks all the time now, so I'm going to be taking a break after the new year. I'm going to finish up all of my current projects that I have on the go, and once those are done, uh, I'm going to concentrate more on felting and doing that, working on more artistic pieces and creative pieces and possibly making patterns as to 
what I've been doing is just sort of making things for other people. Not that I don't enjoy doing that. I just seem to take on too much at once and I'm not going to continue selling things and I'm not going to set up a store, I don't think. I might, but if I do, it'll come in time. It'll be when I'm ready and when I have stock to do so. So there's that. Um, Is anyone else ready for Christmas? Just kidding. Just kidding. It's not even December yet. I am very tempted to listen to some Christmas music lately, um, but I've promised myself not to do that till December 1st. All right, so I think that's it. So next time I'm going to be talking about my awkward encounters with celebrities, and there are a lot of them. Thanks to going to TIFF all the time, there are a lot of awkward celebrity encounters. And just to tease it, um, let's include uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, the lead singer from The Darkness, um, Zach Braff, Ellen Page. Um, oh, man, there's so many. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're all so awkward. Oh, and Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis is uh, probably my favorite. So uh, stay tuned for next week's episode where I talk about my awkward experiences with celebrities. Please remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review the podcast so I know you're listening, even though I'll probably just keep doing this one because it's easier pays it to do. And uh, I've been getting some pretty decent feedback. So I um, hope you guys are all doing something you love. Uh, please check out my crochet Instagram to see what I've been making lately at Blackheart Crochet and check out my other podcast which is anything but 925 and you can find that at www.anythingbut925.com Hope you guys have a great day and you're doing something you love.